Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. One of the major stories yesterday, besides Warnock beating Walker in Georgia, besides Aaron Judge being offered $360 million by the Giants, and of course today being the 81st anniversary of Paul Harbor, had the Donald Trump organization found guilty of all 17 counts of fraud and all kinds of nasty business dealings. But I'm not a lawyer. I tend to give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt. So I'm watching David Muir last night on ABC World News tonight. He's in a frenzy. Oh, my God, look at this. And to me, it was one big nothing burger. But again, I'm not a lawyer. So I need somebody who's really smart, who knows the law, to tell me and my audience whether or not this guilty verdict yesterday is a big deal or not. And who did I think of? The great Alan Dershowitz. Live from Israel, I believe, right now, my friend, the brilliant Alan Dershowitz. Good morning, Alan. Well, thank you so much. And I am in Israel where what happened to the Trump organization is, of course, being attempted at uh, my friend, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, the designate of Israel. They're after him. They're uh, indicting him on charges that make no sense at all, accepting some cigars and champagne from friends and trying to get good coverage uh, from a newspaper, something all politicians do. Mm. It shows you what happens when you weaponize the justice system in order to achieve political results against targets, whether they be the Donald Trump or Benjamin uh, Netanyahu. I'm not comparing the cases. Every case is different. But when the attorney general of New York runs for office on the campaign pledge to get Trump, you really have to distrust what's going on. It, you know, it reminds me there's no comparison, obviously, to to the Soviet Union. But uh, Lavrenti Beria, the head of the notorious KGB, once said, Stalin, show me the man and I'll find you the crime. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going on with Trump. I don't support Trump. I want to vote against him if he runs again. I voted against him twice. I did defend him in front of the Senate. I don't support his January 6th speech. I don't know very much about his business dealings. I do know that he's being targeted, and therefore the presumption of innocence should continue to apply, certainly until after. But, 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 but let me stop you for a second. I agree, and, and I am a Trump supporter, and I did vote for him last time, and I will vote for him again. And I agree that he's being targeted, whether it's you know by the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg or on a bigger level, the AG Letitian James. But can it be both? Alan, can it be that he is being targeted, but he is, in fact, guilty? Yeah, of course. And that does happen from time to time. Look, Al Capone was targeted and was obviously guilty. They tried to find the crime on him. But, you know, he was the head of the mob and a a mass murderer. Here we're talking about a man who's going to run for president of the United States. For me, in order to prosecute somebody who's going to be running for president against your boss, now I'm turning to the federal authorities, It has to pass two tests. I call them the Nixon test and the Clinton test. The reason Nixon left office is because not that that the Democrats were going after him, but his own party was going after him. That hasn't happened here. Second is the Clinton standard. Did he do things that are considerably worse that uh, Hillary Clinton did not get indicted for? And those two standards have to be met if he's to be 
prosecuted. Now, these are mostly civil lawsuits. This has a fine, uh, a fine which is not going to have a big impact. But there is an investigation. Now the 9-11, I'm sorry, the uh, January 6th committee says they're going to make criminal referrals to the Justice Department. You know what I think the Justice Department ought to do to those criminal referrals from the January 6th committee? They should have a special file, circular in nature, called a garbage pail. And they should put those <laughs> referrals in the garbage pail. Yep. The committee has no credibility whatsoever. It consisted only of get Trump people, anti-Trump people. There was no opportunity to present a different point of view, a different narrative, or cross-examine. That's not the American way. That's not due process. 100 percent true. None of his people could speak that day. But on a larger scale, though, right, you talk about him being found guilty. He wasn't even named in this suit, by the way. This is all about that weaselberg, that weasel. Uh, but, yes, Letitia James is going after Donald Trump individually. My question to you is cumulatively here, right? You got the January 6th stuff. Now his organization is found guilty. Letitia James is after him. The Mar-a-Lago stuff is still out there. He wants to maybe rip up the Constitution. He's dining with people like Kanye West. When you all and when you add all these things up, Alan Dershowitz, it doesn't look all that pretty. No, it doesn't. Certainly not for Kanye West. Look, I take him at his word that he didn't know who Fuentes was. I don't care about Fuentes. He knows who Kanye West is. He certainly knew who Kanye West was. By the way, I have a podcast called The Dirt Show, and I get emails and letters uh, from my listeners. Hundreds of them said, oh, Trump was right to have uh, dinner with Kanye West. Kanye West is right. The Jews control the world. The Jews do this. The Jews do that. You know, Kanye West has a lot of followers. And President Trump legitimated him to his followers by inviting him to dinner. And Trump has not had the guts yet to stand up and admit he was wrong and directly confront Yee and say, look, you're a bigot. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Um, And I wish he would do that. And so he hasn't done that yet. And then the other day saying that uh, the Constitution doesn't apply if there were um, uh, fraudulent elements in the election. Look, I agree with Trump that the Twitter decision not to carry the New York Post story about Hunter Biden, if it was influenced by any government agency, was improper. But that doesn't uh, in any way justify uh, undoing the Constitution. He's going to be president. If he's going to be president, the first act of office will be to swear to uphold the Constitution. And and he has now said he thinks the Constitution doesn't have to be upheld if there's a uh, fraud in an election. He's wrong. Well, let me defend him, though, now for a second, because I do both. I bring him, yeah. I bring up what he does wrong, and I defend him, which I think is the fairest way sure. to do this. Um, he's I not do. an anti-Semite. He's anything but. Of course not. You oh, and his, right. Not. He, he has been the best president to Israel by a distance, by a distance, maybe ever. Uh, secondly, I don't really think he meant rip up the Constitution. He's just frustrated by what happened. So in his case, his words, not his actions all the time, his words come back and haunt him. Is there any way he'll understand that, maybe allow somebody to help him out before he really sabotages his whole run? I completely agree with you. I don't think he meant that the Constitution should be uh, undermined, and he was angry. And the reason he had dinner with Kanye West is Kanye West had said nice things about him on, on, on Fox News. Uh, uh, he's an impulsive guy. And that sometimes is a positive, sometimes is a negative. In the last few weeks, it's been a very distinctive negative. And I would hope he would have somebody he could turn to and and vet what he says before he he says it. Now, his spontaneity helped him, obviously, on Twitter. 
but his, uh, you know, you live by the sword and you die by the sword. And if you uh, keep saying things just impulsively like that, uh, people remember the bad stuff, not the good stuff. 2016, it worked for him. I'm not sure what's going to work now, seven years later, eight years later. Alan Dershowitz, alive in Israel this morning. So getting back to the major story, once again, his organization found guilty of fraud, other charges, guilty, in fact, on all 17 counts. What does this mean moving forward for Trump as the businessman and Trump as the politician? Well, I think it diminishes his um, chances of of becoming reelected. I think, you know, although... It's a long time from now, and people will forget. I don't know what it does onto his business. I'm not a business lawyer, but it, it doesn't it doesn't help him. Um, but it's not a mortal wound. Uh, it's something he can recover from. He's had this amazing ability um, to recover from um, things that he said, things that he's done. That interview about women back in the time with his insulting comments about a person, a journalist who was disabled, his statements about um, uh, Senator McCain. Everybody thought he was done when he made those statements, and yet he became uh, a president and, and, and did a good job on a lot of issues. Look, uh, you're right. On Israel and the Abraham Accords, uh, I played a small role in some of those issues involving the Middle East. Uh, I can tell you from personal knowledge that he played a very important role in bringing about the Abraham Accords, along with Jared Kushner and Avi Berkowitz and others, Um, it's one of the great achievements in the Middle East. It really was an amazing job there, like you said, by Trump and his family. And talking about Jared Kushner, seems like him and his favorite child, his daughter Ivanka, really distancing themselves from Trump during this latest run. And now I'm reading in the New York Post today that Jared and Ivanka may be having issues. But going back to this guy, uh, Alan Weaselberg, the guy that really is the one that they indicted yesterday, basically in this Trump organization fraud scheme. Trump claims he knows nothing about all the things that he did there, but there are checks signed by Donald Trump made out to the school that Weaselberg's kids went to. There's uh, memos signed by Donald Trump that talked about a vacation, I guess. Do you find it hard to believe that a guy like Donald Trump had no idea of what Weaselberg was doing inside his own organization? Because I do. Well, it's hard to believe that he didn't know anything. Uh, he, I don't know whether he's a micromanager or a macromanager. Signing checks just is legal responsibility, but right. it doesn't necessarily mean, look, I sign my income tax returns every year. Right. They're a foot high. I've, you know, I haven't read them in 10 years, uh, but I'm responsible for what's in them. And he, if he signs something, is responsible for, obviously, um, what he signed for. So, You know, this is not a good thing for Donald Trump. But as I said, I don't think it's a mortal wound because he's had this amazing ability to survive even worse. Let's talk about Letitia James. Uh, She is on a collision course to ruin him like Alvin Bragg and others. This goes back to once again defending Donald Trump. And uh, now she's part of a major controversy where she knew all about her chief of staff having a sexual issue with somebody and hit it, did not talk about it, ran her election, beat Michael Henry. Now it's coming out after the win. What do you think this means for Letitia James? Well, first of all, everybody accused of any kind of a sexual offense should be presumed innocent. Look what happened to me for eight years. 
Um, I was accused, and then just the other day, the woman suddenly said, whoops, uh, I may have made a mistake and misidentified him for somebody else after eight years. Um, By the so, way, you you hired your, your your choice of attorney, Arthur Idala, was a genius hire, I must tell you. <laughs> well, it doesn't take a genius to hire Arthur Idala. Everybody should hire Arthur Idala. He's absolutely amazing, yeah. and he did a great job on this. But, you know, the facts are the facts. And um, uh, she was courageous in finally coming forward and admitting that she may have uh, uh, made a mistake. And I, I, I wish her well. Let her go on with her life. Let me go on with my life. Most importantly, let my family get on with their life. They were the real victims of this false accusation. So obviously I'm sensitive to false accusations. Nobody should believe anybody without evidence. That's the general rule and the presumption of innocence and should apply to the person in Letitia James's office as well. You're in uh, Israel. You mentioned Bibi Netanyahu at the very top of this great conversation, Alan. I've always loved Bibi. Bibi loved Trump, obviously. Not a big fan of Barack Obama or the guy in office right now, Joe Biden. But uh, beyond that, above and beyond that, I thought Bibi did a tremendous job in Israel. And me personally, I'm happy he's back in that role. What about you? I met with him. I met with him the other day. He took time out of his very busy schedule uh, trying to put a government together to meet with me for an hour. And uh, as you know, he is a supporter of Trump, but he was very critical of Trump's inviting um, Kanye West to dinner. And he he stated it publicly. Look, Bibi Netanyahu is a a great man, and I'm going to continue to support Israel. I disagree with some of his policies and some of the policies of his government. Uh, I've met all the uh, leaders, past and present in Israel on this trip. I try to do this every year or so to renew my acquaintanceship with all the Israeli leaders on both sides. I don't take sides. Politically, in Israel, I just support Israel as the nation state of the Jewish people. So to wrap this conversation up, you think that this is not good for Trump, his organization found guilty of fraud, but you also think it's not the death wound just yet. But is it fair to say, and don't let me put words in your mouth, Alan, is it fair to say that cumulatively all these things, not a good thing for Donald Trump? I think it's fair to say that the last month has not been a good month for Donald Trump and that he can make it better by being careful about what he says, careful about who he invites uh, to dinner and 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 be more apologetic. I think one of Trump's biggest problems, and apparently he got it from Roy Cohn, is never say you're sorry. No, I don't think that's the right approach. If you've done something wrong, if you've made a mistake, uh, he didn't know who Fuentes was. He apologized for that. He did know who Kanye West was. He should apologize for that as well. A big person apologizes and admits they're wrong. What a spectacular conversation. Uh, when are you coming home? In about a week. Nice. How's the weather there? Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, I've been walking five miles a day through Jerusalem. That's awesome. One of the most beautiful cities on the face of the earth. I just love it. I go back to neighborhoods that I've been in. Um, I go to, you know, I'm not a tourist in Israel. it's, It's my second home, basically. I've been here every year for the last 50 or so years, and I'm planning to come back for Israel's 75th anniversary. No country in the history of the world during its first 75 years has ever done more for humankind than Israel. And the world should appreciate it medically, scientifically, agriculturally, technologically. It's an amazing, amazing place. And it does so much good for the world. Well, you enjoy it, Alan Dershowitz. Thank you so much for calling me from Israel today. Really, it was a very enlightening conversation. You know I love you. Enjoy Israel. We'll talk again very soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. All right, pal. Alan Dershowitz, live from Jerusalem, breaking down the Donald Trump saga.